this episode of the Blended Science Podcast. How microplastics as well as their additives have opisogenic effects, which basically means that they tend to activate mechanisms that facilitate obesity. Hi and welcome to the Blended Science Podcast, a space where we talk about science and we think about how we can apply it in our day-to-day lives. And in today's episode, we are talking about microplastics and their impact on the environment and human health. I'm with my co-host, Ukwezi Mkwanazi. Kwezi, I've always wondered how you and I can blend our interests I know you have an interest in uh, environmental chemistry and on my side, on medical sciences. Do you think this is a start? Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let's get straight into it. Microplastics, what are they? Oh, microplastics are tiny fragments of plastics from a range of one micrometer to five millimeters. So... Yeah, basically, they are very, very, very tiny fragments of plastics mm. that, that have been broken down in the environment over time. Yeah, so they've been broken down from plastic. Yeah, just from the regular plastic that we use on a daily basis. Mm. So this could be from industrial productions or as well as anything that... Littering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In the sea, there's a huge patch of plastics in mm-hmm. different parts of the sea. They are called like a, they are termed like a plastic continent. That's mm-hmm. how big it is. So it, I believe that it's mostly from pollution, from just inappropriate disposal of, of plastics. Mm-hmm. And that has a huge impact on the environment. Oh. Yes, very much so. Um and interestingly enough that impact also directly impacts us because we benefit a lot from the environment whether we're getting food or regular drinking water um these microplastics are everywhere at this mm. point everywhere mm. yeah i was just looking at papers and i was like dear me from the water we're drinking, mm. uh, bottled water, um, tap water, mm. from the air that we are, we are breathing. Naturally, plastic is really light. So mm. can you imagine when it's been broken down into these really tiny fragments? So it's e- easily carried by air currents. So, yeah. Mm. And I think what shocked me a little bit was topical exposure. Mm. through the lotions that we that mm. we put on and um yeah and i started thinking what else doesn't have plastic <laughs> yeah there's a very good reason why plastic is so common it has really great properties it's light making it easy to transport whatever it is it is being transported sealing things thinking mm. wrap and like a sandwich bag, freezer mm. bags. Um, we can't really say we need to just stop 
all use of plastic altogether, that would be very difficult unless there can be like an alternative that has the same properties. There are some alternatives that are coming up. These biodegradable plastics um, mm-hmm. that are made from plant material. Mm-hmm. Um, so as time goes on, as those become more and more prevalent, it will be interesting to see the environmental Im- impact of those as, as well down the line. But at least the one benefit is they are not going to be around after being used for hundreds of years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it was interesting for me um, because I saw that there's quite a lot of studies that have shown some evidence of microplastics in human samples, mm. like when they un- did analysis on stool. Whoa. Yeah, so baby stools. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's it's amazing how much microplastics, how much infants, you know. The exposure. Ex- yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's relatively high from, from feeding. Mm. And, um, but I think the most important question that is yet to be answered, even by science, is are uh, these microplastics harmful to humans? Mm-hmm. Right? There has been studies whereby, um, for example, they would do, that isolate um, cells, human cells, and then they would do like a study in like a petri dish, like it's called in vitro studies, and then, you know, they look at toxicity and things like that. And there is evidence of toxicity mm-hmm. in vitro. But again, it's a, in a test tube setting. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of difficult to simulate what has been happening in a chest, test tube and relate it to humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the amount of exposure of microplastics that you're going to be administering in a test in a petri dish mm. will not necessarily be the same as the one that we inhale mm. or drink from water and things like that. But at least there's... And the long-term effects. How mm. do you, can mm. you do long-term studies, um, cell studies? In vitro. Yeah, like long, long-term. So we usually do like 24, 48-hour, okay. 72 exposure. And then... And then they start dying uh, most of the times. Okay. Yeah. Hence, it's difficult to say because there's toxicity in cells, in experiments with cells. Then mm. it's difficult to say, let's sound the alarm. Yes, yes. But at the same time, I just don't... As much as maybe there are no studies yet in terms of like... I don't think who, who would want to participate in that study where they... Mm intentionally drink or eat stuff that has a certain concentration of microplastics that can you get ethical clearance yeah, for that? That would be tough. Yeah. yeah. Something else that came to mind is people who are already on the Mediterranean diet mm. who are eating a lot of fish. Fish. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you can... You don't necessarily have to expose them to microplastics, but you may assume that fish yeah. is highly exposed. You because know. microplastics are pretty prevalent in aquatic environments, yeah. water. Yeah, I think that will be an interesting study just to see mm. um, what the exposure looks like and looking at some metabolic 
markers, see if they're altered. Because I've seen that not only in vitro, because there's been studies on mice mm. as well, which are showing pretty much similar effects that are seen in in vitro studies. Mm. Yeah, so the only thing now that is missing is literally human studies. But even without the studies, I don't think it's good for the human body to have to deal with foreign compounds or mm. foreign material. Yes, we we do have systems in place for dealing with foreign bodies in our body, mm. but I think with the whole ex with this exposure with microplastics and drinking water, you are eating things and fish. Mm animals the exposure is way too great that i doubt that it has zero effect on the body i do think probably put stress on the body's natural detoxifying processes instead of dealing with all these things in that we naturally come across that need to be detoxified mm -hmm. now it has to deal with microplastics as well mm -hmm. so there's something that did strike my interest, um, mm -hmm. which is how microplastics as well as their additives have opisogenic effects, mm -hmm. which basically means that they tend to activate mechanisms that facilitate obesity. Mm -hmm. I did not know that un mm -hmm. until you told me about it. And yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah. So there's a mechanism called a PPAR. That's basically one of the key mechanisms or one of the key factors that induces or activates genes that will lead to the differentiation as well as deposition of white fat. So basically, yeah, gaining bad fat and over and above that, that will then facilitate oxidative stress. What do you mean by oxidative stress? So you're looking at uh, the balance between free radicals and antioxidants. Okay, so, so it, it messes up the balance. Yeah, it messes okay. up. Yes, yes, it messes up that balance. Ideally, we want, our, our body does need a certain element of uh, free radicals, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're important, you know, for protecting ourselves, yeah. you know. But whenever you have more free radicals than mm. antioxidants... When the ratio is thrown off. Yeah. Mm. Then there's a whole cascade of disorders that will then be, um, be initiated, you know. Does that include cancer? Because sometimes when I hear cancer, I do hear oxidative, oxidative stress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Even complications of diabetes... Melitis, uh, when you think of, you know, cardiovascular problems, renal problems, literally almost all disorders are initiated mm. or there is some element of oxidative stress that is involved. Yeah, wow. so, and I think the, 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 the most challenging part for me is the fact that it also messes up the mitochondrial membrane, which then alters uh, energy metabolism. Mm. And when it does that, it then again facilitates weight gain. That yeah. breaks my heart a, a, a bit because um, with the whole weight gain, 
okay, there are obviously many factors when it comes to weight weight gain, but with the way that people struggling with weight, with excessive weight, it's a very draining fight. <laughs> mm. And I can imagine that they probably ask themselves that why is it that I can't do what comes so easily with other people? Mm. Yeah, that's just a tangent that there are actually so many factors and sometimes a certain percentage of those factors can be environmental, which is why such a podcast is important so that you know how to limit your environmental exposure. I'm not sure if you can completely Mm. do away Mm. with it. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like obesity in particular, you know, people who are more heavier have gotten all kinds of names yeah. as if it's you know it's their fault and things like that so yeah yeah it could be genetic it mm. could be like disorders like binge disorders mm. yeah mm. yeah so that, that the last uh mechanism which has been identified yet. I'm sure there are many other mm-hmm. mechanisms that um, associated with microplastics is microbiome disturbances. Like the bacteria and the good bacteria in our gut. In our gut, yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically favoring obesity-related microbes, which oh. then yeah, facilitates again uh, weight gain. So... Yeah, I've read somewhere that a lot of things can be solved in the gut from mental health. Mm. It's really interesting how everyone thought the brain is like the thing that con- controls a lot of things, but it turns out that actually the gut has a lot of influence, including on the brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great insight. Yeah. But then again, I'd like to highlight that these three mechanisms have been elucidated or identified in cells and in mice. Yeah. So which, those two, in vitro and in vivo work, is really fundamental predictors for human studies, you know, or human mechanisms. Because there are certain things we cannot do with when it comes to human studies and... It wouldn't be ethically correct. Yeah, so I think... Uh, the take home from this is really to say there's a lot of research on the ground which should make us take precautions. Yes, let's not wait for disaster mm. to to strike. Let let us do something to protect ourselves, protect the environment. Mm. Yeah, and there are some really simple steps that one can take because... It starts as simple as simply as just littering. Mm. That will come back in terms of environmental exposure one way or the other. Mm. So that's the simple thing. Dispose of plastics in a proper manner. Mm-hmm. And um, nowadays, even restaurants are catching up. I can't remember the, la- the, the last time I went to a restaurant and they offered me like a normal plastic straw. Mm. So I actually have a friend when I was doing my undergraduate, maybe almost a decade ago. Yeah, so she was the one that actually opened my eyes to 
this thing of using single-use plastics like straws like literally you, you use it once you throw it away so after she we, we we actually went to a restaurant and then when they offered her a straw she said no thank you and I was like what why and then she's like i don't use sing single use plastics so it's something that small but mm. nowadays have you seen that restaurants have those paper straws mm. if they give you a plastic straw it's one of those biodegradable or compostable mm. straws which is a really great um initiative i do think it starts with regular people like that friend of mine who say uh uh-uh, uh i do not want to use single use plastics mm. And then the industries then catching on to that make a change. Mm. And a simple thing as also microwaving your food with a Tupperware that is microwave safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is very important. There are different kinds of plastics and some of them cannot tolerate high heat Mm -hmm. and they can actually leach some chemicals that are part of the plastic making. There are some chemicals called plasticizers and there's some with, um, as you've seen in most like water bottles or plastic products, they'll say BPA-free, which is bisphenol A, Mm -hmm. which is an endocrine disruptor. So like there are many things in plastic that if you use the plastic for the wrong purpose, Mm -hmm. then you can risk um never mind the microplastics but the additives in the plastics mm-hmm. i was actually you know because i've been thinking about this a lot yes you and, have <laughs> and, and you tend to see plastic everywhere and this other time when we're having communion because we have this little container oh, which are containers yeah. which are which are plastic and i think sometimes they're, they're glass yeah, yes, mm-hmm. but but those ones are plastic, so, yes. <laughs> so we probably need yeah glass uh, oh, containers. Yeah. Just um, instituting change and in all mm. these little things. Yes. Um, with that being said, we we do not want to overwhelm people with um. Oh, now you have to throw away all your plastics. I do think if you can afford it, try your best to use glass. Like, for an example, we've switched to glass water bottles now, yes, yes. <laughs> which are slightly pricier than plastic ones, but um, there are places where you can get them at a red- relatively affordable amount. And then um, then there's also, though this is the one I've been looking in, in, into for months, well, before I heard anything about or I saw that article about microplastics. I've, 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 I'm, I'm interested in this biohacking sphere. So mm-hmm. they're always like, do not use plastics because. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been wanting these lunch boxes that are made out of glass, but yo, they are so expensive. Yeah. But I, or maybe like since I like to meal preppers as well, I've been looking for like big glass storage containers for food, but it. To be honest, it's not easy. It's it's yeah. really it's really expensive those containers. So, without like overwhelming yourself, start small. Maybe buy one lunchbox, mm. one big storage container, etc., etc., et and then slowly replace your plastics. 
yeah, rather than being stressed and panicky, this is not an episode to yes. induce panic. It's yes. to bring about awareness and then you you can start being more conscious and making change. Like when you're buying water from the shop, we, we like sparkling water. Yeah, yeah, to try and buy from like a glass container. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that article that tri- triggered this whole thing, we saw an, an article, mm-hmm. actually my former master's sup- supervisor sent a, a, a link where um, they discovered microplastics in human blood mm. and they were like, I think 90% of the people sampled had microplastics in their blood, which really goes to show. And so I've I've just been on the internet googling mm. all the mm. things that can be replaced i didn't even know that they are actually baby bottles that are made out of glass really yes wow but, but that will be tricky because eh? they throw bottles on the floor all the mm. time but i've heard that silicone bottles are also a good alternative but it'll obviously be soft and mm. yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to get wrapped up and go into panic, but small changes, be more aware. If you can afford it, um, have like water filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just do what you can and l- make other people aware as well. Because yeah, if even if there's like a small change, it'll make it a difference. A difference, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Absolutely crazy. Um, one of the things, as you're talking now, I'm just seeing a lot of gaps because I have a researcher mind. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, microplastics are not my my domain yes. um, just yet. Well, they're not my domain. And, and I think maybe people who are doing research around microplastics and, and things like... I think... I'll be on the lookout for new and upcoming research mm. just to follow up, you know, on, on what's happening. Yeah. I've seen that there are some studies even from 1974, which mm. started the conversation. Those were scientists at, at the forefront who, yeah. who saw the, the tidal wave coming <laughs> while it was still like <laughs> a small wave. Yeah. Which then really is encouraging I mean, now speaking about science in general, that, you know, basic science, you know, doing basic science can be a bit discouraging, especially if there isn't an immediate application to what Mm. you're doing, you know. Um, So, yeah, many, many, many years later, it just resurfaces as something that is relatively new. I just think it's best to um, tell yourself that you are adding to the groundwork when it comes to knowledge mm. who knows how it will be applied mm. um, later like for an example the study of like the microwave i can't remember who the scientist was who was working with i think it's a physicist who was where we're working with mike microwaves and the chocolate melted in in his pocket and hello now we have microwaves mm. to warm up our food so yes it may seem like, so I've discovered this thing, so what? Mm. Discover it, put the knowledge out there, that gives other people a chance to build on it. 
if there's no foundation then there's nothing to build on so yeah we all have things to contribute when it comes to knowledge yeah yeah so speaking of contributing to knowledge blended science podcast we want to bring the most simplest way to explain science and make it applicable let it not just live in scientific journals and yeah. they're not available to the general public who are not necessarily in scientific research. Yeah. Because all this information is helpful. It just needs to be brought out and explained. Yeah. Now, with those words, crazy, we are coming to the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate the support and um yeah we'll see you on the next one thank you